0: How are you? Are you ready for a sort of morbid chat here? I am always ready for a morbid chat. I uh, I'm uh, such a huge fan of procedural shows and and things like that. So I can't wait to just kind of get started and start uh, to to talk with you. I'm a little beklempt, to be honest with you. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: uh,
0: first of first of all, congratulations on uh, uh, on the show, The Curious Life and Death of. It's on Smithsonian. Uh, Thank you. This is a six part uh, series, but in this six part, we're going to be talking about a lot of different types of life and death.
1: Yes, that's correct. And it's sort of a hybrid series, so it combines forensic science, a bit of true crime, a bit of, a bit of history because I'm a historian, and it opens up these very curious deaths from the past. So in the first episode, which airs on Sunday on the Smithsonian Channel, I'm going to be reopening the case against Lizzie Borden, who allegedly took an axe in 1892 and killed her stepmother and her father, but she was acquitted by an all-male Victorian jury because they couldn't conceive that a woman could commit such a crime. So that's kind of at the core the core question of the episode.
0: Yeah, did she do it or not is, is, is what we're exploring.
1: Yeah. So did she get away with murder? Now you can see one of these ballistic gel bodies right here. These are created by a guy named Chris Mills for the show. He's out in LA and they allow me to do lots of different scientific tests. For instance, we do ballistic tests. When we look at the death of Pablo Escobar, the cocaine King of the 1980s, whose son we interviewed and his son was the last person to speak to Pablo Escobar. And he said that his father would never have allowed himself to be taken by the Colombian police. And he believes that his father took the kill shot. So we put the ballistic heads through various tests. We match up the guns. We come up with a verdict. Um, We also autopsy the bodies. For instance, in the case of Brian Jones, the founding member of the Rolling Stones, the the forensic pathologist, Dr. Judy Melanick, who worked on the 9-11 site, helps me through that autopsy. And it's really fascinating what we find. And in the case of Lizzie Borden, I actually take a hatchet and I see how hard that would have been to commit that crime. And crucially, not just how hard it would have been, but how much blood would have been covered, I would have been covered in. Because when Lizzie Borden called for the police, she had no blood on her. So that's one of the questions, too. If she had done it, how come there was no blood on her?
0: You know, there are so many questions. And then the legends get involved with the facts, too, because... You know, growing up, we hear the poem, Lizzie Borden took an axe. You know, but it is so unfair sometimes to do that when somebody is is, uh, uh, maybe didn't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. She was acquitted. She may have not done it. Um, There's a there's a there's a lot of questions. I do come up with a verdict at the end of each of these episodes. But, you know, certainly a woman could do it. I think we can establish that. But if she hadn't done it, it's it's a a crazy story. As you say, you know, you have that children's rhyme. Um, She really became a social pariah after the trial. People didn't really want to engage with her uh, because they thought that her behavior was quite strange afterwards. She sold her house. She moved to a much more lavish house. She started throwing parties. But here's a strange thing. Her dying wish was that she would be buried next to her father. So if she did commit these crimes, that's quite a strange request. Um, So that always has me thinking as well. But Lizzie Borden continues to capture our imagination, but there's a lot of different episodes. We look at the, the death of Harry Houdini, Also fascinating, um, he was at war with the spiritualists who who claimed to commune with the dead and Houdini thought they were frauds and he was always after them. And it was those same spiritualists who were able to predict that he would die on Halloween 1926, which is exactly when he died. So I think people are going to find a lot of delight. Hopefully, you know, if you like history, it's got a bit of history in it. If you like forensics, it's got that. It's got true crime. It's got a little bit for everybody
0: yeah it's it's an amazing show. i uh, also you you handled very lovingly um Brittany Murphy too, who's you know a, a, oh, a dear yeah. friend of mine. Um, you know, and i I just felt there was there, there was a great deal of love in that episode.
1: I'm I'm so glad to hear that because for me as a historian, that was the hardest episode for me because, you know, I'm used to dealing with the very dead as a historian, not the recently. And of course, she died very, very recently. And it was really tragic. And she was she was sort of a, a victim of Hollywood and of her own fame. And she wasn't being looked after. But we we were lucky enough to get um, her husband's mother on who has some interesting insights to share um, But yeah, it, it was hard. And I think that, you know, with always it has to be dealt with with some kind of level of respect. And I hope that people come away feeling that from an episode like that that deals with a more recent death.
0: Now, Now, the big question I have is, will you be doing more episodes coming up?
1: Well, that's the big question I have, too. I don't know. I have to prove my worth to the Smithsonian Channel. You know, I wrote a book in 2017 called The Butchering Art, which is about Victorian surgery and all the terrible things we did. And that's how they found me. They thought, that girl's got a healthy, morbid curiosity. She should front the show. And um, I'd love to do something on Lee Harvey Oswald. But there's the, the number of people we can look at that died under strange circumstances, I think, is endless. So I do hope we get renewed for another season.
0: I, I would love to see you do something on George Reeves the the guy that played Superman in the 1950s that is oh, still yeah. a mystery on on how he died anyway our, our time is is just up I enjoy talking to you so much uh again thank you. The, the the series is the the curious life and death of it's on Smithsonian uh Lindsay thank you so much for your time
1: thank you so much thank you
0: This celebrity interview is sponsored by I'm Annette Savarella with Pia Anderson Moss Hoyt,
1: Utah's leading entertainment law firm serving clients nationwide. We provide solid, attentive representation, focusing on minimizing risk, reducing cost, and protecting the reputation and privacy of our clients. Our goal is to provide you with the legal representation you need to make the right decisions and to protect you and your creative works. Call or email me for a free consultation.